Welcome to the In Defense of Ska podcast. There's a lot of like, okay, well, you like Ska named three bands that aren't the boss tones. I'm your host, Aaron Carnes, music journalist and author of the book In Defense of Ska. And I'm your co-host, Adam Davis, veteran Ska musician from the bands Omnigon and Link 8. On our show, we aim to push back on the mainstream's negative perception of Ska music. There are so many great untold stories throughout the history of Ska. The show features interviews with everyone from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones to Fishbone, Fall Out Boy singer Patrick Stump, and the police drummer Stuart Copeland. Join us on In Defense of Ska from the Consequence Podcast Network. Consequence Podcast Network. We have dates. Bonnaroo 2021 dates have been announced. Black Friday sales and codes have been released. Hangout Fest has a lineup coming. The wheels are in motion for festival season 2022. While we wait, a chat with War on Drugs today on the What Podcast. Plus, something we've never done on the podcast before, a What Podcast exclusive. Barry Corder, Brad Steiner, Lord Taco. Which bands this year that matter, the What Podcast, it starts right now. I mean, this is really weirding you out, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of is. Why? Because <laughs> you've never had a hat. You've never seen me in a hat? No. Because, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> because of the hair. <laughs> I know. I never want to cover up the money. But the point is, is that I found one hat, and I think this one hat looks okay on me. It's the only hat that I've been able to say, okay, that's okay, but no, it's all right. All right. You think, you think that looks okay on you? <laughs> that's just... the one you picked? Is that is the one I got? What do you think? Wow. Okay. All right. I know it comes as a startle to you, and it's a shock to the system. But you know, when you look this pretty, you can pretty much wear anything, Barry. Wow. Again, <laughs> judges. So you, so you can wear anything, and that's what you pick. Exactly. What I, pick. That's what I got. He's How are you to guys? Prove some kind of point. I got no point to prove. I'm just, you know, yeah. look, there's a there's a very important football game on tonight. Uh, I'll be wearing my Washington football hat, so I will, might as well just be wearing a hat all day. All right. Make it a whole day. Go with it. <laughs> I feel like, Taco, do you have this feeling like Barry is upset that I've joined your side and not his? Because if you think that he's feeling a little alone and by himself, that I'm now part of the hat club. Taco you, wears a hat every you're day. Kind of, yeah, you're kind of on the losing in now i mean you want to join the winning team and put on a yeah, hat i'm joining the winning team i'm switching <laughs> sides i'm switch no. sides no i'm good that's why barry's so upset about this he I'm doesn't good. want to be left out of the hat game i'm gonna go with the money maker if you show up in a hat next week we'll know what happened yeah you're exactly right better be something special though yeah, be something special if you oh you could wear a hat with me wearing a hat <laughs> i'm just glad it's not turned around backwards <laughs> oh yeah if i if i did this kind of thing i like that guy <laughs> You know, like this doesn't work. Yeah, oh, no, that's great. That's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Taco, like Taco yeah. thanks so much for looking out yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. You nailed it. What yeah, you're going to get an him... honest answer from us. What can we do to make him look stupider? <laughs> How's everybody? How's everybody doing? What's new? What's happening? Everybody's happened? good. The big news this week, dates are announced. We feel good about that. That's, uh, you know, it's weird how that happened the day after our show came out. Hasn't that happened before? I don't know. I, I. There, we have times. nothing to do with this, I'm sure, but it, it didn't. It was a little strange. Like the I'm second saying. that we that we yeah. say it, it, it comes out. You know, maybe we need to start talking. You know, and putting other stuff in the universe. Yeah, like, for instance, yeah. What else are we uh, yeah. really, really wanting? Uh, it's Prince, almost like they're listening. Could Prince come back? Prince? Yeah. Could Prince Let's come back Prince. to life yeah. and play? <laughs> Better go ahead and tell it. It would sell some tickets. Announce it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you guys noticed this, but um, I I tweeted this out a couple of days ago, but. Not only do you have the Bonnaroo announcement dates, but you got a Coachella lineup coming. And the other thing that I heard was you will get a hangout lineup in the next two weeks. Um, yeah. By the time you hear this, you might already even have it, but it will be no later than uh, the 7th or 8th of December. Um, 
So yeah, we're, we're days away from it feeling like festival lineup season is on. It's well, pre-sale absolutely tickets, on. What day after Thanksgiving uh, for Bonnaroo. So mm-hmm. uh, they got that going. Uh, is there a way to tell if tickets are moving at a steady rate? Like, can you go and, and look and I know in the past, they, when they close down certain tiers, that gives you an idea as to how tickets are moving. But, you know, then we figured out the, that tier system is total BS because there could be 10, 10 tickets inside the first tier. Well, looky there, we've already yeah, sold out of tier know. one. We don't know what the number is. That's for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But that is one way to tell, you know, if it fills up quickly, like it has, the last couple of years mm-hmm. uh, but i was looking at it earlier and uh man there's a whole bunch of categories um like what well you know it used to be just seemed like ga or vip and now it's well look um they've had ga plus for a couple of years ga plus vip platinum platinum is 3500 dollars, by the way so <sighs> ga shuttle vip are they shuttle. still are the platinum people still on a bus you know they get no. their own tour bus. Is that like roll like no, a rock star? I, I'm on a I'm on a bus. No, they got rid of roll like a rock star, and that became the um, that area over in the woods, the famous Brad Steiner. Hey Taco, how much are you charging to uh, live in that bus with you? Uh, Venmo me a dollar. We'll talk. Wow, one dollar, man! One you dollar. are such yeah, an accommodating man. <laughs> what was the we other? We need to talk. We I need to talk about your business plan. I think. <laughs> They've got Thursday dinners. They've got all kinds of different things. I like to have dinner on Thursdays. Yeah, I like Thursdays. Fridays are pretty good. They're going to let people in. uh, They're going to let people in Tuesday and Wednesday, as we have, as they were going to last year. Uh, VIP is able to get in Wednesday now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Supposed to have their own entry into Centeru. I mean, all kinds of different changes. So interesting to see. You know, I I kind of get distracted every time I hear Barry say Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday. Tuesday. (laughs) I kind of lose everything that you're saying because I, <laughs> I start thinking about words that I might say that would distract other people. Like, do I say something in a way that distracts somebody so completely that it just knocks them completely out of the conversation? Didn't realize it was that annoying. It's not annoying. No, I think it's endearing, actually. I love the Tuesday and Wednesday. I, I, it's what grandma would say. You know, I, I, It's so endearing and lovely. It's hearkening back to the days of yore. When you hear me say wash, that's, <laughs> that's what grandma used to say. Wash the car. My, my, my <laughs> grandmother, I, and I do this all the time, she used to walk around the house whenever something would be like really startling to she She'd go, I declare. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> I declare not an not an oopsie daisy uh she never did a whoopsie or an oopsie yeah. daisies no so it is essentially roll like a rock star right but you're still camping uh I, you know what i don't know it's not the roll like a rock star where they had the buses where you would yeah platinum rv camping. or whatever it's okay. i don't know what you get well let's look platinum rv ca- camping okay so there are times where you know we will we'll be walking around and you know this is not a pat on our back do you know the ac guys can't even get into platinum you know they I'm, don't even let your the the all access badges into platinum so i mean the 3500 dollars, well worth it i wonder how many of those they actually sell what do you think they're selling a platinum for they're selling 500 of them i have no idea let's see you get the new exclusive campground tree shaded area behind brewer village air-conditioned lounge all-inclusive dining and drink private showers restrooms fast track entrance wi-fi long games if they sell 500 of those tickets they're making 1.7 million dollars yeah well they get bloody mary we have bloody marys we're 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 under there's not much of this that there's not much of this that we can't match you know and we could cut this price in half you know we could save you a lot of money you get to sleep at Taco. Concierge. Our concierge could yeah, be Brian Stone. Who doesn't like to see his, yeah. you know, cheery Nick, Nick's face our in the bloody, bloody Mary guy. He'll make you a bloody, bloody Mary guy. Yeah. yeah. Now go back to these uh, private showers. Are they suggesting that the regular showers are not private? <laughs> I mean, is somebody is showering like a, me? Yeah. Are you that, showering with you? Well, it, you do have complimentary spa services. Spa um, services. And lawn games. For somebody like Taco, you're going to have to explain to him what spa services are. I don't yeah, know. I what do I look like? I know. So how much is it just regular VIP? Man, you are not 
the kind of you know help desk I was looking for today. Well, I got to go back twelve hundred regular regular twelve hundred and fifty dollars twelve hundred fifty dollars. So twelve fifty that is just a ton of money. And let's say they sell twelve fifty right. And let's say they sell you know two thousand of those two point five million dollars. I mean, just in the VIP upgrades alone, you've just you know cleared three and a half million four and a half million dollars. I think they, a lot of Man. these are like business write off type things. Yeah, well, it's still you know, still money into to Live yeah. Nation and to yeah. Bonnaroo. And this is, you know, the the fear was something like Bonnaroo was not going to come back or somebody, if somebody was worried about it, just remember, Live Nation has more money than God. They are rolling in money and they're just, they're doing better now than they did before the pandemic, which is nuts to say. They're doing just fine. So, you know, these these things are not going to go away unless they really want it to go away for a reason. I can't even begin to explain like the math of when Hangout sold out that, you know, years ago with right. the weekend. I remember you, and yeah, they you added, were pretty, got, you were pretty, uh, <laughs> talked about that for days. Yeah. I mean, they, if they sold 10,000 more tickets, it meant like another million and a half dollars in revenue for them, straight revenue that didn't just added revenue that, that they didn't even have to account for just came in just extra money found well, money to to add to your point i guess um ga is uh less uh pretty much tier one is 299 tier two 320 what do you mean by less i want to say ga three years ago was like 350 349 are yeah, you saying they lowered the price am i am i wrong taco is that what you remember no, it's cheaper now. What they, what you don't see is the, you know, they hit you for the fees. And they can't get you for out, the fees. You know? They're going to get their money. They get you for the fees. <laughs> the fees. Um, yeah, you got to have your parking yeah, it's $60 and all that. In, it's, well, it's $60 just in fees just for the ticket. Yeah. yeah. And then tax on top of that. They own the ticket Taxes company. Fees. <laughs> they always, they always do that. The other thing, was there anything else on the festival world that, that happened this week other than uh, hangouts happening in the next two weeks? And then uh, we have dates, we have prices, anything else hanging out there that we haven't gone through? No, I did want to, I was looking at the tent camping option. You can get a, you get a, you can show up, they'll park you and then you walk your stuff into tent, tent camping. Where did that go? And you get a souvenir tent, souvenir air mattress uh sleeping bag lantern you know they make it trying to make it easy mm -hmm. that's the thing we've talked about for the last six seven years they're they're trying to figure out a way for and there's all kinds of shuttles between nashville and hotels and all that so they're really trying to figure out a way to make it easy for just about everybody boy what a um what a missed opportunity from the city of chattanooga you know, you're equidistance from Manchester as Nashville is, but Nashville's getting all of this revenue. They're getting all of this because, you know, nobody decided to to wave their arm and say, hey, you, yeah, what about come us? See us come see what us. about us? Well, what AC a made a push into Nashville. So, I mean, that's where yeah. it started. But you're, uh, so, you're not wrong. So today is uh, to, to, to get into the meat of the show today. We know we've got, you know, some lulls before, you know, the the car starts moving, but uh, I had a chat with Adam from war on drugs the day that the, the album came out and I love war on drugs. And how could I take an opportunity to not dweeb out yet again, yet another week where we just play me slobbing all over a guest, just another week. Slobbing all over a what? A guest. Damn. Oh, guest. guest. Okay. Yes. Guest. 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 Yes. <laughs> Thought um, I heard another word. And, and what they've decided to do, not only did they uh, have a chat with me, but they've given us four exclusive session songs that we can play right here exclusively on the What Podcast. They did a session for us, and we get to be, you know, basically get to play it on the show, Pretty cool. um, which is so exciting and something we've never done before on the show. Yeah, it's very cool. Very exciting. How are you going to do it? How are we going to do it? You're going to one at a time, just... Four at the end, we're going to. Well, I was going to just, I'm do? just going to let them play. I was yeah. just going to say, hey, okay. hit it, guys, and then just let them go um, and let them do their thing. Because what do I need to involve myself with? Like, what do you we know, need to jump in? Critique for? and. Yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, that was nice. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Look <laughs> next. <laughs> is, that a, uh, is that a guitar? No, Sounds I've good. seen them. That's really cool. It's very cool of them to do that. 
Yeah. So uh, you'll hear a chat with Adam from War on Drugs and then a nice little four song session uh, right here for the uh, for the what podcast. And that's that's basically the show for today. And, um, you know, back next week, actually, two weeks from now, I was going to say, yeah, with a chat that you had with a Grammy nominated now Grammy nominated artist. Mastodon. Pretty cool, huh? That's I've I've told it. I was literally on the phone with their manager when we got word that Bonnaroo was not happening this year. We were setting really? up uh we were the three of us were gonna do an on site with the band and we were on the phone setting it up when uh you guys texted me and said, Yep, there it is. Cancel. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. But uh yeah, well, they were really cool and and uh, I said, you know, we'd really like to still talk to them. And uh, they made it happen. So we'll have that in two weeks. And then we're right up on top of Christmas and some other announcements, maybe lineups, right? So mm-hmm. we'd hope so. Anything we, in Lord Taco's world's going on? What happened? To, what's going on, in Lord Taco? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nailed it as always. I mean, yeah, you always count on him. Take a break. Have you watched that? Have you watched that uh, Beatles documentary yet? I'm in it. I'm. I am almost finished with. No, the wait first a second. Episode. Why did Jess Barry if he's watched it, not me? Because you just assume that I don't. I don't have the patience to sit through twelve and a half hours with Peter Jackson. Definitely not. Okay. It's yeah. True. It's yeah. Right, true. After the uh, after the uh, Dune discussion, yeah. kind of went south. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just talk to Barry. <laughs> 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 yes. You know what? I have to admit. Uh, I'll just talk to Barry. <laughs> I, I didn't think I was going to want to watch it after the first 20 minutes because it just seemed like it was going to be eight hours of home movies. And then after talking to other people who are every bit the Beatle geek fan that I am, I started back and it's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. Okay. Explain to me what it is. Is it four episodes, eight episodes? How long is the same thing? It's three episodes, episodes, three episodes, three episodes, about eight hours, right? Total. Uh, each episode's eight hours no 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 total oh okay total. and it's it's the basically footage that was shot during the let it be which was their final kind of the swan song mm-hmm. um and when that the original came out a year after they broke up it seemed it was a real negative it was everyone was sort of like oh well they're fighting all the time that's why this one's significant because they weren't fighting all the time they, they had issues um, but they're happy and normal and you see them as human beings, but you also see them like there's a, there's a whole scene with McCartney just sitting down with nothing. And a few minutes later had get back. You know, that's just, what I was, that's what I was going to say is that's what got me interested is this clip that, you know, people have been sharing of him just sitting there strumming and then just out of nowhere, you know, you it just hear, kind of the song you, just pops in his head and he starts playing it and, and that's the song and it's, yeah. Yeah, and he had, that's what got me wanting to play it. And he started on it because Lennon was late. And mm-hmm. they, oh, yeah. they, they, the storyline, if there is one, is they have about, what, 13 or 14 days. They, they want to do this live performance, which they don't know what it is yet. And they've given themselves this deadline. So you're watching, you know, arguably, in my opinion, the greatest band in the world come up with so this stuff is, that this we is all a, the, know. Okay, so this is this is video captured in a very small sample size. This is not home movies from their entire career. No, 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 no. It was, oh, that's much more interesting to me than it was having intentional. To... It was oh, intentional okay. footage. Uh, not Got intentional it. for an eight hour, you know, that's where it's different. <laughs> mm-hmm. So and, and I, I told as I so told long. you, Brad, you'd have to I mean, I don't know if you have to be a huge Beatles fan to love it. Probably. You at least need to know these songs, which you know, if you ever turned a radio on, most others are going to know them. Um, but what was your question, Russ? How come it took so long for this footage to come out? Like, why did it take? Because they had done it. You know, they did in a they did one back in seventy, I guess sixty nine seventy, and uh, they're just very protective of their brand. You know, getting uh, Ringo and Paul and um, Yoko to agree. Uh, I took a while and, and who was going to do it type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Jackson's an odd pole, don't you think? Yeah. He made it work. Uh, it, I'll tell you that the, the real reason that we've started watching it over the holidays when I had family here 
And as soon as I saw Yoko sit down next to John, I was like, I'm not sure I can watch eight hours. <laughs> and she doesn't say a lot, fortunately, but, and, and, and I'll be honest, it, it's not just her. I don't think anybody should bring a spouse into a work environment like that. You know, it's just uncomfortable for everybody. You could have stopped that sentence at spouse. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so okay i know where you're going with this when you started down this path but i know this is going to be blasphemy and i know the the shit that i'll get for this but i'm i've never been that big of a beatles fan um and you know i thought i thought the later especially when it got more it was really bubblegum. I'll put it that way. The first half of the career was just so bubblegum. I really didn't really care until the LSD phase, you know, when they got into, you know, actual drugs. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think that I need to be a big fan to see something like this. I, I think I appreciate it for, you know, exactly what it is and, and who it is. You know, I mean, I, I don't like Bruce Springsteen, but damn, not, I'm not going to miss that show. Right, right, you right. Know, it's Bruce. Yeah, it's 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 pretty incredible to watch. And um, I've always said this. Uh, there are a lot of people who aren't fans and that's fine. But where I have, you know, where I and I don't even care anymore because most people are just saying it to get a reaction when they say they're overrated and not the biggest and all that. My, you know, my biggest thing is, yeah, but everyone, every artist that you like, that you think is mm -hmm. the best mm -hmm. is a huge fan of the Beatles. Mm -hmm. and his influence so, has been so you you know so much more about this than i do but i loved revolver and yeah, that's probably the only true. like beatles album that i love love where in that sort of scope of of this movie is is revolver it would have been two two years earlier thereabouts okay. um revolver and revolver was was sort of the beginning of the 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 lsd phase right and it's and it is often uh for many people, it, it, it is their best album. Sergeant oh, okay. Pepper gets a lot of the hype. And Sergeant Pepper was truly groundbreaking and deserves all of the hype. But Revolver was pretty doggone significant. There's another thing about this that has never really attached for me. And it's it's sort of the reason why, you know, back to the Dune conversation from with, with Taco from a couple of weeks ago, when the zeitgeist is so past me, and people are living in a world where I could never catch up for the love of God. I'd never be, never be able, no matter how, how much time I spend with it, I'll never be able to catch up with you. You know, there are people who are ded dedicated their entire lives and existence into the Beatles. You know, what in the world am I going to offer to a conversation when those kind of people exist in this Fair. world? Fair. Right. Like I can never get into lost because the time has already passed. Yeah. Yeah. We've already it's, had that dinner conversation. That's, already, that's fair. But what I would, the only thing I would say to that, and it surprises me, is the number of young people. Like if we were to probably have asked the, the bands that we've had on with us, they're always going to mention the Beatles. Doesn't matter if they're 20 years old or 60, they always mention the Beatles as an influence. And, you know, I, I have no reason to doubt them, uh, but it comes up all the time. And it's just, uh, I don't know. There's so much that they did that impacted so many different things in life. And this is, this movie so far is not about that unless you're a real nerd like me. And you. Is there not, is there not a time though, when you hear somebody say, you ask a question, it's probably some young kid or something and they, they're, they've got a single or they've got an album and you ask them some of their influences and they say the Beatles, is there not a part of you that just rolls your eyes? Yeah, that's what I, I, like start, I did on, just kid. about a minute ago. <laughs> that's what I mean. Do I doubt them? I don't know. Like, I do. On, I will tell Get you, out. I had a, uh, he was, he wasn't young, young. We had a writer. He was probably 30 at the time to ask if he could write record reviews for us. And I told him no. And he thought I was kidding. And he said, why? And I said, because you hate the Beatles. You don't think they're any good at all. So you have no point of reference. <laughs> and wow. I was, I was half kidding and half not, but his reaction told me I was probably right. <laughs> well, would you not let me write album review because I'm just not the biggest fan of the Beatles? Well, he was, he was very loud about it. Put it that way. That's why I even oh. do. 
No, well, not no, everybody not. has to like the Beatles. No, I mean, that's the point. I mean, like there's uh, yeah. a perspective there and I, I, I hear it. I understand what it is, but you know, there was very little in that, in, in the first few years of the Beatles, it's any different than boy bands of the nineties and the early aughts, you know, there's Except just so little difference and better. And uh, there's a little more meat on those bones than, than sure. bubblegum, but Sure, but, yeah. but I think you know. I mean, well, the biggest the, difference, and, and I could do this all day, and it's not what we maybe you didn't want. <laughs> the biggest difference is they were writing their own stuff, writing sure. and singing and playing. And well, at that honey, time, I wanted no one that else, way was written by some pretty genius people. Yeah, but in the early '60s, that that was not the case. No one yeah. was writing their own stuff, um, and and certainly not singing and playing it. That was sure. I, I, I hear that, but I think that, so I come back to that scene from Mad Men all the time where the Beatles are playing Shea Stadium and Don Draper doesn't really want to go. He's just going to sit there while his daughter enjoys the show. There weren't that many parents that were into the Beatles while their kids were losing their mind early on, right? No, not so much. It was. I mean, you were, were a parent then. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I was, they were frightened by it. Same with Elvis. They, you know, they thought it was the devil's music and that's part of was the part of what the Boy, was. what it if was they the first... got a look imagine they get a load of cardi b <laughs> they think well, that's bad you know it goes back to when, or when we had mark on the author um mark myers remember he he said that whole shift was because finally kids had their own thing mm -hmm. uh their transistor radios and their own 45 signals you know their parents didn't like it and i mean i don't care what generation it is that always makes things more exciting mm -hmm. you know if your parents tell you it's terrible then most people that's where kids are going mm -hmm. and that certainly was happening but uh it's well, interesting. all right well i mean I'm, i'll get I'm into it. it i gotta finish my um i gotta finish you know my repeat of the fourth time watching the oc oh i thought you were gonna say uh, dune so okay. <laughs> no i've got to finish my fourth watch for through it, it's be his fourth attempt to get through it once i know <laughs> I, I've, I have yet to watch it from front to back in one sitting without something going wrong or falling asleep or you know I, i'm gonna take it like the taco approach of just keeping it on in the background at all times and just grabbing things as i walk by and putting it all together you know, and eventually some, you'll see it all. Eventually yeah. I'm going to get to the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. I will say taco, since we talked about this two weeks ago, I've heard from a lot of other huge Dune fans and they love it as much as you do. So it, it gets a lot of praise from the, the Dune nerds. Yeah. But I've also heard people not Brad, but I've heard from the people that said they never read the books and didn't know. Oh, yeah, my my opinion it. doesn't matter whatsoever. I promise you, whatever I think about this has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I I'm the last guy to start telling people what is good or not good with Dune. Yeah. I mean, I, it was okay. I'm glad I saw it. I, like I said, it could have been a little shorter, but say that about a yeah. lot of the things. And so you wait, they're, they're like actual Dune heads that didn't like it, Russ. Not that no, I, know I think of. what he was saying oh, okay. is that there are people who hadn't read the book that all uh, like it. Okay. They're not, like, they're it, not it as nerdy. It doesn't seem to be. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. I only know one guy, and it's Chris Stanley from The Bennington Show. My radio and, and life hero, Ron Bennington, his producer, is a huge Dune nerd. I mean, he's into this just like you are. And he hated the new movie. He hated it. Um, really? Yeah, and, and I I mean, he's got his own purpose. He's got his own reasons. I, I can't explain to you what they are. But, um, but he was the only one. Yeah, he's the only like, major you know, Dune person to, to not like it at all. Uh, it kind of goes back to the Beatles thing. Like, you know, everybody sees Thanksgiving. So we had all my family here and my older brothers we'll put it this way that we got a trivial pursuit Beatles edition one year for Christmas. And there was almost a fight because they disagreed with the answers on some of the cards. Wow. <laughs> they're that, they're that big. See, this is why I can't get into the Beatles. There's already this world where you guys are playing yeah. Beatles Pictionary. Like, how am I going to include myself? You know, I'm really getting into the Beatles these days. Well, I you know, can't How can I really that. get myself? How can I do that? I'm a huge fan and I can't play the game. I mean, okay. it, it gets into record labels and dates. and uh, Oh, that's thing that ain't work for me. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're on drug this week, Mastodon in a couple of weeks. And then by then, uh, hopefully we've got some lineups and some uh, major action moving. But... The What Podcast with the War on Drugs. Enjoy. Enjoy.
Man, I'm so happy to uh, finally meet you and talk to you. I uh, couldn't be a bigger fan of yours. Um, oh, thanks, man. Your band is incredible. Your albums are uh, damn near perfect every time. It's like there's some sort of like war on drugs button you hit. And it just magically all of a sudden sounds perfect. I don't know how that button works, but... Uh, it's pretty impressive. There is a distinct sound when it comes to War on Drugs songs. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'll credit uh, my producer, Sean Everett, on a lot of that. But um, yeah, we just get in there, you know, and we just work on this stuff for a long time and, well, see, and that's, try, to make it, make, try to make it sound good. I've heard you say that so often about how, <laughs> and, and I think that the, the most interesting thing about the band is how long you tinker and tinker and tinker and tinker with a song. What is like the longest amount of time you've spent on a song what was it um probably i mean it's not like we work on it every day straight but i mean certain songs have definitely taken you know two years to kind of like get from beginning to end with it making sense or sounding and, but, you know but you could but you could keep tinkering even after that couldn't you i guess technically i could but i'm pretty good about letting it go like i yeah. feel like i feel like the tinkering is kind of a way to just to find like the heart of a song you know like mm. the essential being of it and then once we kind of uncover that then it's i'm always cool to be like cool like i like when there's some rough edges on things or mm -hmm. things feel like a you know the joke that sean and i always have is we spend all this time on stuff just to get it to sound like a casual recording of a band in a room you know because uh -huh. it's like they're just making it like painting like a great illusion but um uh -huh. but yeah i'm okay to let it go whenever when we well, find what we're looking for. How about the inverse of that? What's a song that took you no time and it was just right almost immediately? There was a song actually on, it's a B-side on this record that I really liked, but I couldn't find a place for it. I basically had like a really quick demo of it at home. And then I showed the guys, it was, it was like Dave, Anthony and Robbie. We were at a studio in LA and I basically showed it to them. And we're like, okay, we went into the studio and we did a version of it in like 10 minutes. The band just kicked into it and it sounded really great. I think we did two takes and it's under three minutes long. And it's like a really sweet little pop rock song that I really yeah. love. And it's like, oh, that was easy. They're not yeah. always that easy, obviously, I, but, but it's but, nice when they are, you know? But there was a part of you that really wanted to go under the hood though. That wasn't there. There's, oh, I did. Yeah, we spent, another, we spent another six months like adding okay. stuff to it. And, but the, 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 you know, the song, the structure and everything, it based uh -huh. the, the heart of it was there, but. I, That's the fun I, part. I've never, um, in 20 some odd years of doing this, I've never asked this question, but because I'm so excited for this album, um, literally tell me about it. And, you know, I understand like the, the, the progression of a human being and how writing goes for you, especially, but I, because I'm a nerd, I actually just want to hear what the album's about. Um, because I know they all seem to have a centralized theme for you this one um i would say is kind of about um um and these are things i tend to learn a little bit after the fact you know i don't really go into it with like some grand vision about what it is that's plaguing me that i need to express i feel like i love to write music and so i work a lot and i try to write a lot of stuff and and then the stuff that grabs me i think it's all centralized on maybe one idea Mm. Um, and I, I think that these songs and this period is kind of just about growing into a new phase of your life. You know what I mean? Um, like, and not necessarily leaving anything behind, but kind of just learning how to, um, grow and move into a new chapter with a sort of grace, you know, and understanding. I, mean, I, I dare, I dare say happiness. Right, or the yeah, exactly, or the pursuit of it, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's just such a stark. The reason I bring this up is because it's such a stark contrast from like Lost in Dream, which was, by every account that I've been able to pull together, it's pretty depressing moment for you, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, literally, literally, yeah, exactly. So, so to then be two albums later and almost do a one eighty, it's got to be a little little odd i think um i think yeah it's the beauty of um time and um i think yeah i mean you know i think when musically i always enjoy music that is um fairly uplifting i think even on lost in the dream the songs the music of the sound of the, at least to me the sound of the songs yeah. is big 
Um, but I think I was wrestling with a specific, with a, a moment in time that I felt the need to, um, to sing about. But now, yeah, I mean, there's definitely things about now that are way, you know, I find much more comfort in now than I did maybe six, eight, seven years ago. Like what? Like, um, well, you know, obviously ha- having a kid halfway through this record was helpful, you know, um, that'll change you. And I think also a certain enjoyment of accepting the process of making music and doing it enough now to where I feel like coming into this record, I was confident in myself and the band to a point of knowing that as long as I kind of put in the time of writing that we were getting better at knowing how to make a record, you know, and I think knowing it takes a little bit of stress out of what you end up putting down. You know, I think having a goal and having like a, um, a knowledge of the, of the craft, um, can make it more enjoyable and can I mean, make it a more positive record and experience. I mean, I hear you, but that's a, uh, it's, uh, I'll be honest with you. It's a tad awkward hearing someone who, you know, won a Grammy say that, uh, oh yeah, feel a little pretty comfortable with this. I feel okay <laughs> doing this right now. I mean, yeah. I think you already had it in the pocket there, Adam. I think everything was doing all right. There may have been. There may have been. But I, you know, yeah, it's funny. I I rarely even listen to that record, but I like this new one for sure. Yeah. I mean, I I love how much you actually listen to your own stuff. I I heard you talk, make a tell a story about how Bruce Springsteen sort of changed your perspective on that. You know, you used a word a second ago that, um, that I always try to use when I describe war on drugs. Big. I mean, you guys make really big sounding, beautiful sonic landscapes. I wonder if like you just sit around sometimes and write metal songs. I wonder if like you just Dude, get like, I wish I knew crunchy. how. <laughs> I wish I knew how. <laughs> um uh-huh. No, I mean I've, you know, mostly blues licks, you know, the same blues lick. Yeah, I feel like um I write a lot of stuff. I mostly write on the piano, which is cool because I barely oh, yeah. even know how to play it. Okay. So it kind of it kind of limits how it it makes you focus basically just on like melody instead of like theatrics, you know? Interesting. I, mean, I feel I like I that... tend to build the song up like melodically so that when I play along to it on the guitar, I can do something interesting instead of just like, you know, that just, yeah. you know, is just a root note or something. I think that you could, I mean, you do have that kind of sound where it could take off into like even, you know, some old school country stuff. You know, I could hear you, you know, pick up an acoustic guitar and, and get a little Waylon Jennings in here. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I mean, I wish. Like, a lot of this stuff starts, yes, as simple as a halftime acoustic, you know, pattern that mm. gets turned around in the studio into something more full throttle. Yeah, I mean, that's like the beauty of a song is it can be, you know, you can take a song with 17,000 synthesizers on it <laughs> and a drum machine and then turn around and play it on a piano or play it on an acoustic guitar and and find a million different ways to, uh, to yeah. sing it. It's they start sim- all different ways. Well, it's amazing how simple it can get. I, I literally just had this conversation with Isaac Brock from Modest Mouse when he was talking oh, about cool. pick, picking up a Coke can and starting to play it in the studio. I was like, yeah, that'll work. Did, uh, he, take, yeah. did he talk about golf at all? I, you know what? I have not talked to him about golf. He called, so it was really weird. Me and Isaac just out of nowhere just like struck up this, this very long conversation, and I guess he's a pal. And the next morning he called me. And he said, um, hey, Brad, I just wanted to call. Uh, I'm at a magic store. Uh, oh, wow. Like, what are you doing at a magic store? I don't know. I thought I'd just buy some card games. There you go. Thank, thanks for calling, Isaac. Uh, but yeah. no, we never, we never talked about golf. I, I saw that golf. photo they put out when they released their record, and they were, they were um, in golf gear. And I was like, I wonder if he plays golf. Because I was actually in Portland when they – I was living in Portland when they released that. I wanted to get together with them and play some golf. Uh, you know what? Um, I'm supposed to go to Hawaii with him. So I'll, if we uh, play some golf, I'll be sure to send Let you Let me a know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely do that. <laughs> I golf. Definitely. Doesn't, he doesn't seem like a golfer. I'll be honest with <laughs> That's you. That's why I want to play with him. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like. I just think that he likes the gear. I think he likes the clothes. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's it. So uh, at some point, I read a um, quote where your dad's a big fan of your band and he's in his 90s. He just turned 89. Okay. A couple of days okay. ago. He's a fan of the band. Yeah. He's a fan of like the camaraderie of the band. Like he's mm-hmm. a fan of the culture of our band of like mm-hmm. of my bandmates and, um, and our crew, you know, and like the whole thing, like the way that, you know, that we're just like a tight group of guys. And, you know, he's like a team guy, you know, it's like, 
Yeah. Um, he's just into that, that's that, that aspect of, of our community, but he likes his favorite song. He says is burning from lost in the dream. Oh, okay. Uh, but he'll be the first to tell me when he doesn't like, he'll be like, I don't like that. I'll be like, all right, well, <laughs> you know, there's a guy like, I understand why you wouldn't like, it's like, you know, you have to kind of is have a is, cr- critical mind with music, but. Well, do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah. Older brother, younger sister. Yeah. Okay. My older brother. And, yeah. And let me guess you, you were never into sports. Oh, I definitely was. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wonder yeah. if it's like dad transferring his want of a son to be in a, a sporting a sports team. Uh, and now he sees his son in a, like an overall team. And that's like really getting him going from the years before. I I have a reason to bring this up. The relationship between parental units and really incredible musicians, because I think that there needs to be some sort of struggle to be great. And maybe I'm simplifying it a little bit, but it does feel as though you have to go through, uh, you can't just be handed like trust fund stuff. I think with music, it was always something that I loved and like I felt really passionate about when I moved to Philadelphia in 2003, kind of when I moved to California in 2001, but more to Philly in 2003, when I kind of decided that I wanted to make a, like, you know, exist with a, in, in a cre- like a creative life of music. Um, I didn't really know what that meant. It didn't mean I wanted to be like some rock and roller who, you know, I just wanted to like make music my life, which is what I already kind of been doing, but I, I wanted to be a part of it in a different way. Uh, I didn't really know what that meant. And I think I spent the next like eight years basically trying to figure that out, which is mm. me like, you know, I mean, learning how to write and record and meeting friends and, and just getting into the scene in a way that I was never a part of before um, playing shows, learning how to make records and recording yeah. and, and, um, and I think, you know, when, now that I have a kid, I kind of understand, like, you probably just, you're looking at it from, you know, and you're just con- maybe a little confused about someone's choices. Um, but you just have to, I guess, trust that they're kind of on some sort of path, you know? Yeah. And, um, and yeah. I think for me, it was, that was kind of the path was just learning how to existent with a creative life you know and, and and having having uh you know a female aspect that's that's pretty supporting of that is is incredible you know when i started radio my mom would call me for the first decade of, of my career and she would say uh, brad the home depot has benefits right uh, yeah just never thinking this was a real thing yeah 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 we've all been there for sure yeah. but you know I want to do a, um, to finish up, first off, I really appreciate your time. Um, but secondly, no I want to do a, a, a really quick war on drugs lightning round. Okay. So um, real quick, R- war on drugs, favorite drug store. Drug store, uh, over pharmacy. Okay. The over under five woos on this album. Over or under five woos. Under. Oh, wow. I really had the over on that one. Might um, be zero. Really? I think there's zero. I love the woos. I really do love the woos. I'm a sucker for the woos. Do you ever regret not using the name the Rigatoni Danzas? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. And finally, does Adam from War on Drugs have a doppelganger? I was told earlier that there's a guy in my hometown who apparently is my doppelganger, but I do not remember his name. Okay. Well, I have somebody to throw into the, 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 pot, the pot. It's a man by the name of Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah. Right. I've heard that. Yeah. Who That's also it. looks like our drummer, so it gets confusing. Really? It's a very hilarious thing. You're like uh, his hip brother. Like Jimmy yeah, he's a, Boston, he's a Boston guy. Maybe we're, maybe we're related. Well, hello there. This is Brad Steiner. And this is Barry Corder. And after you check out the latest episode of the What Podcast, be sure to check out some of the other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including... Rootsland. It's an original story of two friends who take a musical and spiritual journey from the suburbs of Long Island to the streets of Kingston, Jamaica. Or Kyle Meredith With, where you can find interviews with all of your favorite musicians and bands. Hosted by our guy, Kyle Meredith. New episodes air weekly on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. You guys rolling?
it's picked apart and thrown away Now I'm finally feeling free I'm living down by an old part three You know I'll be playing Come around, don't take it hard Don't let them stone you When I come down start Cudster?
Consequence Podcast Network.